0: I found my father's hammer. My dad had one great dream. And that dream was handed down from generation to generation of male Bundys to build their own room and live separately from their wives. <laughs> Sadly, they all failed.
1: No, genetically, they all failed.
0: Will not be. I'm going to do it. Let's rock. Can I get it open?
2: Woo! No Man presents
3: live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast.
4: <laughs> and here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie,
2: and Ash.
4: What's up? This is the Married with Children podcast. My name is Al. You know, I was going to start taking notes so I could do this show better, but taking notes for this show is kind of like having sex with a pregnant wife. (coughs) I mean, putting gas in a tank of a car. Eh, never mind. You know what I mean.
5: (laughs) Uh, I'm Jamie, and after the last podcast,
6: we voted that there should be no more podcasts. (laughs) And I'm Dan. And I pulled up to a house about seven or eight. And I yelled to the cabbie, your home, smell you later. Looked to my kingdom out and finally there. Sit on my throne as Prince of Bel-Air.
4: Wow, man. I never heard of that. (laughs) That must be an NBC show. (laughs) That
5: was awesome, Grandfather B.
4: (laughs) All right, (laughs) bedwetter. We are reviewing If Al Had a Hammer. He has a little MC hammer at home. Now he has another one. So Al builds a private clubhouse to which he can escape, but he discovers there are many miserable fathers-to-be who wish to join him. Yeah, that I don't even understand. We'll get to that when it's there, but, like, what is there, something going around town, like... Is there something in the water? All these women just became pregnant at the same exact time. I had a hard enough time swallowing that Peg and Marcy were pregnant at the same time.
6: Right. Exactly.
4: Now you're going to tell me six other women in the neighborhood are? (laughs) Uh, And that was the other thing I, I wanted to throw out there before we started reviewing this. What do you think of the whole idea that obviously they did this because Katie Segal really became pregnant. But why do you think they made Marcy pregnant too?
5: Maybe the plan was already to have her pregnant, and then, you know what, I don't know, because this whole thing makes me wonder, if Katie Seagal had not gotten pregnant, what were their plans for this season? Because so far, every single episode has revolved around her pregnancy.
4: I don't know. Yeah, because Al did that, he built this room to get away. I mean, I guess he could have generally just wanted to get away if she wasn't pregnant, you know? yeah. Like, maybe, you know, something else could have happened. Maybe her mom would have come over to stay for a month or whatever. I have no idea. And it's like, if Marcy continued to be pregnant and she had a kid, I wonder how that would have went. And I wonder why they never tried again for Marcy to have a kid on the show. Maybe after this, they're like, well, we're not going to have her pregnant again. That's kind of dumb. Maybe it's just meant to not be, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, everybody, it's time for the weekly Bundy Baby Progress Report. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can sense your excitement, so even though one of us is missing, I think we should still begin. Uh, let's start with the reading of the minutes from our last meeting. Kelly? <laughs> <sighs>
7: At the beginning of the last meeting, I suggested we have no more meetings. (laughs) It was seconded by Bud, my brother, and Dad, my daddy. (laughs) We stared dully at Mom and then were forced into a chorus of We Love the Baby. (laughs) Then Mom left to pee, and Dad suggested that we play a gleeful round of How Fat Is She? (laughs) dad guessed 415 pounds (laughs) we all laughed and dad said don't write this down pumpkin (laughs) that concludes my report i
5: mean is anybody surprised by that
4: (laughs) (laughs) but it's so great why are you writing that (laughs) then daddy says don't write this down pumpkin and she writes that part
5: <laughs> it just reminded me of. Did you ever see, or have you ever seen that clip from Married with Children where Kevin Sorbo was um, a guest star, and he <laughs> he read his stage direction. It's supposed to like clearly on his script. It was like the direction was disappointed. You know, like he's right. when he goes when <laughs> he in the scene he goes disappointed. <laughs> 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 You have to look it up. You just look. It's just, all you have to do is look up Kevin Sorbo. Disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah, it, it is hilarious. I and mean, I'm thinking, why in the hell did they keep that? Except, it. I guess it just was so funny that you have to. Uh, you, oh my God, I, I love classic. stuff like that. But um, that's what it, that's what it reminds me of whenever. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Don't write this down. Don't write this down.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, by the way, speaking of totally screwing up, I did. This is season six, episode three. (laughs) Original air date, September 22, 1991. Director Jerry Cohen, writer Kevin Coran. Man, Buck Bundy is so talented, huh? (laughs) He could listen to commands and write episodes.
6: (laughs) Apparently so.
4: Special guest stars Bobby Phillips is Jill. Uh, Then we got a... I'm not reading all these names. No one even knows who these people are. The only notable people are Catherine Russoff, who was Al Bundy's real-life wife. As Betsy, she's the one who said, what if we're feeling emotional? Um, then you had Sharon Levitt again from the 666 Part 2. She was the woman to, on the right of the couch. And of course, Al Bundy's, Ed O'Neill's real-life wife was in the episode, How Do I Love Thee? As Mona Squaw, one of the contestants uh, that were going against them.
5: This episode marks the final appearance of Al's friend Norris, who had been on the show since season one. Frank Lloyd, the actor who plays Norris, would continue to appear on the show in various roles for the next few seasons.
6: Wow. Jason Lloyd's cousin. (laughs) Yep. Norris
4: was uh, a cool character. He was. He wasn't so great here. He wasn't really one of my favorites in this episode, so not the greatest exit.
6: Was he the obnoxious one?
4: Yeah, the long-haired blonde guy. Blonde, oh
6: my guy. god, that was him? Yeah. They, they really made him the same character? Because that was not the same guy. Like, this guy was a straight cartoon.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: It was ridiculous. I was watching it and I was like, is this guy for real? Oh. <laughs> like, where did they get this guy? Like, he was just like the biggest loser ever.
4: Yeah, it was the hyperized version of Norris. Yeah, right, well, right.
5: Why would they keep this? Why would they keep the actor but get rid of the character?
6: I mean, why not just because Jefferson came in and he's a better character? <laughs>
4: yeah, you don't really. Norris is just one of those guys that, like, Norris could have been in No Man. I guess. Right. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Mm.
6: Okay. See, and and, and it, you mentioned that, and I thought this was like the No Man origin story. To be honest with you.
4: No, oh, I'm I'm glad it's not, man. What a group of losers. <laughs> like if that was no, ma'am, I'd be like, yeah, no, thank you.
6: When 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 he said pull my finger, I was like, really? This is what we're doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh,
5: the title of the show, of course, is a reference to the folk song, "The Hammer Song" by the Weavers, but it was later made popular by Peter Paul and Mary, which is how I know it, and I think most people probably know it know the Peter, Paul, and Mary version more. Also, just on the same Peter, Paul, and Mary vein, Al makes a a reference later to Puff the Magic Dragon, Uh another Peter, Paul, and Mary song. Puff the Magic Dragon. Which is actually about the loss of childhood innocence, but it's it's often falsely believed that the song is about smoking marijuana, which totally makes sense. (laughs) But...
4: uh, You called it marijuana.
5: they've said no it's
6: <laughs> marijuana it's wow, i haven't heard that word in a long time you guys are smoking the marijuana
5: are you taking marijuana <laughs> taking
6: it yeah. they we're
4: legalizing marijuana like they don't say we're legalizing weed or pot <laughs>
6: <laughs> they want to legalize the dope <laughs> that's great
1: <laughs> and now can we have a report from the treasury
6: so
4: when Peg asks her a report from the Treasury, Al stands up and pulls his pockets out from his pants. <laughs> Doesn't say a word. Let the
1: record show your father has nothing in his pants.
4: You might say he has empty pants. Later on, there's a whole episode where Al's called Mr. Empty Pants. Oh, really? Peg starts doing a cartoon of Al and it's called Mr. Empty Pants and it becomes this big famous <laughs> thing. <laughs> so that when she said this, it just kinda reminded me of that.
6: This is, this is what sparked it right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is Mr. Empty Pants origin story. I think so. There's a lot of sexual references in this uh in this episode.
4: Well, do you have any to note now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Uh, pay your respect to the fetus just like the rest of us.
3: <laughs> oh, most glorious inhabitant of the womb. <laughs> Please accept the blessing of this unworthy one. I love you more than I love myself. Hell baby.
5: <laughs> the baby is pleased. <laughs> sit. Yeah, this episode saw the first use of Hail Baby, which, of course, the rest of the family would be saying a lot for many episodes to come.
4: Oh, yeah. This is known as the Hail Baby era, and a lot of people don't like it. I don't either. Like, it's not something I ever look forward to, but as we're going through these so far, um, I'm okay right now with it, you know? And even, like, the next episode I think is really good. Uh, what do you guys think of the Hail Baby era so far?
6: To me, when I heard it, it just reminded me of Hail Satan. Like, hey, pretty much. Like
5: that's, all, that's all about it. Which I think is how they look at it, too.
6: Right, <laughs> exactly. And I thought when they're all sitting at the table and they're having this meeting here, I'm thinking they really do kind of um, pander to Peg a lot. Like whatever she wants to do in the house. like yeah, they, they all just, just do, do- it. Yeah, like, there's no resistance. Like, it's, and I understand, though, like, obviously, um, for comedy's sake, like, it sets up a lot of jokes and stuff like that. But normally, like, especially the kids, well, the husband, too, everybody just be like, no, like, I'm going to my room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not doing this.
4: Yeah, it's, they're all very submissive to her at this point with this whole thing. They're all,
6: they're all so game for it. But then again, like I said, it's at the, it's for the sake of the joke. So I get it. Listen,
3: I have great news. As the only intelligent living male Bundy, <laughs> I'm proud to announce that I have gotten a scholarship and I'm going to junior college.
4: Now, I don't know what that is. I've heard of, like, community college. Uh, isn't junior college high school?
6: <laughs> I, I think it's the same thing.
4: Oh, junior college means community? Commu-
5: yeah, I mean, yeah. well, basically, it's it's typically yeah often the same where you can go and get like an associate's degree um
4: okay then i do know what it is
1: (laughs) and uh just how does that pertain to the baby (laughs) thank you
3: so i decided to start college across town instead of in this neighborhood where i seem to have been accused of being a total social
7: failure (laughs) oh don't be so hard on yourself bud I mean, I'm sure lots of cool guys spend their Friday nights watching Star Trek reruns, hoping to catch a glimpse of Klingon cleavage.
3: Let the record show that I was wetting the screen with my tongue to clean it.
5: I used to, every time, when I would watch Superman the movie, every time Christopher Reeve was on screen, I would kiss the TV. But I was like four.
4: Yeah, he's 18. (laughs) At that age, it's very weird.
3: To continue, chicks love new blood, so I'm assuming a whole new identity. As of now, my story is I'm a bad boy rapper from the streets of New York. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Bud Bundy. Hello, Grandmaster B. What does the
1: B stand for?
3: Brother of an idiot. Anyhow, if anyone asks, my parents sent me out here to clean up my act because I either killed a guy or spray-painted a tree or a bum or something. Uh,
1: Excuse me, but isn't that the plot for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air?
3: Well, that's an NBC show, so who would know that?
4: (laughs) Now Bud is a bad boy rapper from the streets of New York.
6: Yes! Dude! I was um surprised. I didn't know this was the beginning of grandmaster B. I was I was very excited. Can you
4: believe this? We're in the grandmaster B years.
6: <laughs> yeah, and you talk about like the golden years too, and I'm watching this episode and I'm like, "Oh, the golden years are not over yet."
4: Well, it's funny because the golden years A lot of it doesn't, you know, contain a lot of the things people love about the show. And I always mention the same few, but now I guess somehow I forgot to always mention Grandmaster B was not in the golden years. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, technically. Right. Now, you know, we had this whole talk about the golden years on the first episode that we did for season six. And... One of our listeners and big contributors to the Facebook group page, Stephen Scott, he, you know, dropped something on in the group that was pretty interesting and it kinda adds to our conversation about ratings and things like that and golden years and things like that. Yes. So he says often most shows peak in popularity and ratings from season three to five. One of the reasons is because that is when the writers usually come up with their best stuff. They know their characters and get the best potential. I thought it was interesting that Married with Children had its highest ratings on the season 6 premiere because that often happens for hit shows as well. Usually after that is a significant decline in ratings from that point on, which often encourages the show to jump the shark. Another reason for this is that the writers, and this is definitely true because I know it happened on The Simpsons, Mm -hmm. Another reason for this is that the writers with success in season 1-5 through often found greener pastures with new shows. But I think the main reason for the ratings drop-off and decline in viewership is because after 5 seasons, TV shows qualify for syndication. Then they got extra time slots, and other than the primetime one. Usually that is after local news airing on cable network, often 5 days a week... An audience get oversaturated and think, I don't need to watch the prime time slot anymore, since, you know, it's always on.
0: Right.
4: So ratings drop, even if the quality is still good. Unfortunately, the ratings decline, make writers jump the shark. Hmm. Married with Children was put into syndication in 91, the beginning of season six. Once audiences got five days a week after the late afternoon news, they did not consider getting the regular prime time airing. Right. Frankly, after season six or seven of Marrow Children and The Simpsons, I was not watching the newer ep- ones regularly as I was before. In fact, there are many episodes of season nine through 11 of Marrow Children I never even seen until TBS about 10 years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Basically, that's what we all said, too, like when it comes to when we stopped watching the show in a regular way. Remember, right. Jamie? Like, this mm-hmm. is when. Yeah you said you got a life
5: (laughs) yeah and that's yeah and it honestly has for me it had nothing to do with the quality of the show it was simply i was doing different things you know um and that often happens with well pretty much i'm finding it i'm trying to think about it i'm finding it difficult to remember any show that where i watched the entire run because right. at some point and it has nothing to do with me making a conscious decision i don't like this show anymore i'm going to stop right. watching it mm-hmm. it's always just i move on to other things right. and the only thing i can the only one i can think of or two i guess is american horror story and the walking dead i have never fallen off of <clears throat> right but sorry to hear that and <laughs> hey, everybody else because the ratings know. of walking dead shows sure i'll have I know. Everyone else has, but I won't do it. Like, I won't stop. And (laughs) that's really rare, even with shows I love. Like, for instance, I loved New Heart. It was my absolute favorite show on television. Even then, like around season five or six, I stopped watching and I came back in season eight because that was going to be the last season. And I sort of, you know, so I watched the last season, but I did dip in that show. And it's like after five years or so, I just stop.
6: When I dip, you you dip, we dip. Well, first of all, shout out to uh, Stephen Scott. He's the man. Um, Thank you for the comment. And I actually thought about this the other day. I could see somebody being turned off because watching those old episodes and, and, and how different the show was then. Um, Then jumping right back into this because of the differences, I could see maybe that turning some people off, you know, watching all of these back to back to back and and moving forward. um, We see the slight changes, but it's 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 very gradual and it's not so abrupt that it's like off putting. Um, Jamie, like with you, like there's only been like even my favorite shows I never watched till the end. Uh, until, you know, they hit like VOD or I got the whole series or, or something like that. Um,
4: yeah, I wish I did that with Sons of Anarchy. I would have loved to not watch season seven.
6: <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, I did. Yep. Sons of Anarchy um, is one I watched, Breaking Bad and Lost. I watched till the end. So those are the only ones. Like Dawson's Creek. Bates Motel. I fell off of Dawson's Creek. But what season? What season?
5: I want to say it was like after season four,
6: right? Exactly. See, and, and and that show wasn't as long as Married with Children, but that show is is only good the first three seasons, and then after that, when they go to college, it's all downhill. You know. I
5: don't, and that's that's usually when shows lose right. me. Mm-hmm. Is when they change it up. You know, for whatever oh. reason, not, I kept. Uh, you know, another one I stuck around for uh, was uh,
4: 90210. Yeah.
5: Ta-na-na-na.
4: I made it all the way with that one
5: and and um and that was a rarity but even then i was kind of in and out toward the right. last couple seasons and i and then i came back and watched the whole last season but right. i was i wasn't as religious about it but i still like kept my hand in brandon
4: left in season
5: 9 and they only had 10 seasons yeah and that's just weird to me like i didn't care when i didn't care when brenda left but yeah i don't care when you start losing a lot of key characters then it just gets bizarre the way 90210
4: made up for the loss of people was, if you recall, the episode—actually, Brandon and Valerie, Tiffany Amber left the same—like, a week after each other. Oh, wow. When they both left, it was really like, well, what are we really watching anymore for? And then that same episode that Valerie left, uh, Dylan McKay came back. Mm-hmm. So they brought Dylan back to so, to help with the blow of losing Brandon and Valerie, and that did kind of work. Mm-hmm.
5: Isn't it weird though that that um, Jason? Yeah, isn't it weird though that Jason Priestley left because toward the end he was directing episodes, he was producer, you know. So you'd think he would be the one that was a constant,
4: and he still was doing that after he left.
5: Yeah, he just wasn't. His character wasn't there. So why? Um... I to, isn't that weird?
4: I remember interviews where he just said, there's no more you could do with the character or something. Or he just, I don't know. Something was gone where he didn't want to, because he did it for eight years and he just was done.
5: I much prefer the high, I know we're opposite on this. Like, I much prefer the high school episodes.
4: Wow. Yeah, I'm a Valerie years guy. Yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> guys, I,
5: I,
6: I, got, I got a couple questions for you regarding this, though. Um, And it pertains to my rich children. Now, what do you guys... <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Forgot <laughs> <about> that. <laughs> what do you guys think of the 902.110 reboot? Oh, that yeah, they're... that's even coming back. And Well, here's, here's the difference, though. Now, <laughs> they're taking a much different approach with this quote-unquote reboot
4: now listen i didn't read that so don't even say it because i don't read nothing
6: no it's they're mm, okay
4: <laughs> it's different huh wow
6: it's it they're not the characters they're themselves
4: okay well you just told me oh Thanks. so
6: it's like a totally
5: different <laughs> show with just the same actors
6: it's no it the whole premise is the actors coming back together because of a 90210 reboot like that's the premise. Oh, of the
5: show. so it's like a meta show. Right. Exactly. Okay. That's. And, true. and Alex, I don't think I'm ruining anything. Yeah, you like, just did. I didn't know that. Yeah, but like. Yeah, I, but that's kind of a. But right. you kind of need to know that, I guess.
4: <laughs> yeah, I guess I would be wondering what's happening if you
5: didn't say <laughs>
6: that. Exactly. Right. Hopefully, the the you know the revamping or whatever you want to call it of 90210 will, like we say every. Every episode, it seems
4: It'll start getting Married Children revamp going, but I don't know. It
6: just seems like it's the most obvious one, though.
4: It's tied up in legal issues. Well, one thing that started, like we said, is Grandmaster B. So <laughs> what do you guys think of this whole thing? He's a bad boy rapper from New York, yet he wears clothes from Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> same plot as Fresh Prince. And I did notice when he put his hat on for the first time that it was just a blank because he wears it backwards and it's just a black hat with nothing on it and then when he comes back later on in the episode you see the starter symbol on the hat so i thought that was weird
5: yeah
6: i got it written on my starter cap here's that autograph for your daughter i wrote it on a starter cap
5: (laughs) (laughs) and do you remember when people were getting killed for starter jackets
4: well that's the other thing i was going to say it seems so stupid When Bud does this, he wears a Raiders starter jacket.
2: Right.
4: That was, because that's when starter jackets got big. Mm Right. Yeah. Everyone wore a Raiders one.
2: Right.
4: So Christmas comes, and my sister decides to do something super nice for me. So I get this present. She hands me this big thing, and... And I guess you could tell it's a jacket or something, or somehow I knew it was or something like that. So I open it, and it's a Raiders starter jacket.
6: (laughs) Did you rock it?
5: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a a starter jacket. How can you not? Like, I I remember when I was – for me, they got big in Atlanta like in 87. Oh, wow. And because I was – yeah, I was in middle school. And when I was in middle school, people were getting shot over starter jackets.
4: Yeah, but they shoot them in the leg or the head, though, so they don't mess up the jacket. So they
5: don't mess up the jacket, yeah. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that was was back in, like, 87. It was a big—and I remember the guy that—there was a guy that I was—well, I was going to say dating, but I was in the seventh grade. So you don't really do much dating in the seventh grade, but he was my boyfriend. I used to wear his jacket. And that was like a big deal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, when Bud's
4: doing this, though, this is like the height of rap, you know? Like, like This is the golden years for rap. You know, that's right uh, for NWO and uh, – or A, <laughs> or wrestling. <laughs> <W>. uh, <laughs> Ice-T, Dre, all these guys, Ice Cube. Like this is when rap was, you know, at a certain peak. W- was Bud serious? Like, this had to be a joke, right? Like, David Faustino's actually really big into rap. Right. I don't know if everybody knows that. He he, he raps and stuff. And he's been doing this. And I think that he's probably been doing it since this. And th- that's probably why he wanted to implement all this stuff into his character, you know? Right.
6: I honestly... Th- I don't think they thought that this aspect of the character was going to take off. Um <laughs> And it's a direct result of this is clearly like a pop culture thing, you know? And the thing that really kind of threw – not threw me off, but I was very intrigued by was when he mentioned Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was like – because you mentioned the whole meta thing, um, you know, with 90210. And it's like that's basically what they're doing here too. And I thought like – I thought that was a kind of a new approach to take for this show. And like you said, because it's so ingrained in the culture at this point – um during this year specifically and then well probably like for a couple more years after this i think that it just caught on and people loved it and they just they just rode with it and it and it's become iconic like oh, when i think of bud bundy i think of grandmaster
4: B. <laughs> my curiosity is what were they saying with this like because obviously bud really is like this like that's what right. he you know, or David Faustino's really like this. He probably dresses similar to this in real life at this point and all that. So are they saying that when a white kid tries to go along with this culture, it's a joke? And that's with the Bedwetter B, Ghostbuster B, you know, all that stuff, Grandfather B. It's goofy and a, a, a joke. And obviously it is for humor. Funny things are happening. and He's getting humiliated.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But why... Would he want to to do that since it's really what he really does? You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Like, he, it's almost like what I do for real is actually a joke.
6: You know what? I think it's the same as a lot of people look at it to this day. Um, to some people, it is real. But to a lot of people, it's just a joke. <laughs> like, I think that people, like, I, I, l- listen, I don't know how it went down. I'm assuming, though. He was doing a lot of rapping on set, and they were like, oh, we got to write this in.
5: Yeah, I'm guessing, um, I kind of feel like, like, okay, when he plays this character and he does this thing, he's not making fun of rap on the whole. He is specifically saying Bud isn't cool enough to pull this off. Right. So, like, not, not any right. kid can't pull this off, but specifically Bud, because right. he's just not cool. And as as hard as he tries to be,
6: and what it really is is just another ploy to get Bud laid, and that's you know at its core, and so right. they're kind of um, referencing the culture as just another excuse to try and uh, you know give Bud his day, so to speak, because apparently he hasn't had his day yet, according to Peg.
5: Yeah, I think this is one of my. I mean, this is one of my favorite storylines or arcs like my whole i just i love this whole thing (laughs) it's one of my favorite bud things ever it just it cracks me up and the jokes that surround it are so classic right just so amazing and his own his own chick can't even get it right
4: that (laughs) is bizarre and i love his reaction because he you could see that he's sort of annoyed but he's not gonna He's not going to lose his cool because he's still, you know, doing his thing with this right. chick and, and the, the deal isn't done yet. <laughs>
2: right.
4: So I like to look at him, look at his face when she gets it wrong and see this, like, this holding back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, it's, it's Grandmaster, baby, baby, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and blah, blah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so,
3: So if anyone asks, I'm not related to any of you and I'm coolly dangerous. I am not going to be dateless this year
1: Now, if you're finished, bud Uh,
3: B B.
1: And just yesterday he was in
3: diapers (laughs) Literally I killed a man in New York, you know
7: Oh, forgive me, Ghostbuster B
2: It's
3: Grandmaster B
1: Of course,
7: honey
6: Now let's get back to the baby meeting
4: in this episode, they get his name wrong quite a few times.
6: This is my favorite part, though. They just keep going back. Like I thought it was gonna be once or twice, but it's like seven or eight or. Nine. Oh,
4: it's a lot more. It's
5: no, it's it's so funny. It just it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah,
4: it's uh, <laughs> Ghostbuster B, Mixmaster B, Grandma B, Grand Marshal B, Bedwetter B, Court Jester B, Burgermeister, Bushwhacker, <laughs> Buckminster. <laughs> and grand flasher and the best was the last one Dustbuster.
2: <laughs> yeah. like how
4: could she say that i mean that i just don't even know what to say about that
6: <laughs> dude every time they brought it i, I hysterically laughed I, yeah
4: so we'll get back to him because uh He's back in us in a scene or so, but
5: Yeah, there's actually a point to this episode that we haven't even
6: talked about. Yeah. <laughs> like the main plot.
3: It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry with Children.
4: Wait, 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 hold on, bro, hold on. Uh, This is the first appearance of Grandmaster B. We have to do something to commemorate that. So here we go, guys. David Faustino was actually called D. Lil. And this song was released in 1992. It's David Faustino's own song, I Told Ya. I'm pulling out the second verse because he talks a little bit about Bud Bundy and Grandmaster B in that verse. Enjoy.
3: But I'm a dope with can be. I'm the ha ha No matter what it be I'm kicking a funky style with my me So come on, y'all, and see me Not on a Tele-TV as Grandmaster B-E Or even Buzz Bunny But that's the funky romantic flow And that's the way it has to be Now, bring it back, I got that bull Oh, I don't want to hear your boy you I think I'm not capable Well, come here and your face are full The pieces and pieces and pieces and quit Aw, shit But Chewy, booey Fellas think very hard, very deeply, do we? Wanna get that pussy, pussy 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 cat? Meow, 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 meow. meow. How's that? So, tune into the station. What's my conversation? Can you comprehend? Do you understand the situation? So as I swing you like a merry go. Here we go. Yo, yo, yo let me go. Just send you what you ordered from the menu. Don't pretend to be a little sucker, knock a pack up, but you don't understand what I am saying. You think that I am playing, but on the other hand, you know I'm in demand, so why don't you take a stand? You just folded it. I told you.
1: Given the fact, and I would like this to go on record, that your father earns nothing. It seems that we are going to be a little pressed for room When the blessed event comes Hail baby (laughs) Who is loved more than all babies that came before him (laughs) Now, since we have limited space I would like to move that the baby share a room with daddy and me We'll just put a crib at the foot of the bed
0: I would like the record to show That I would rather sleep in a bunk bed under Oprah I would rather engage in a frolicking threesome With Roseanne and her cool husband I would rather play naked twister With every one of the golden girls Than have that little screaming duty geyser At the foot of my bed I've said my piece Thank you Hell, baby.
5: See, and that's another thing is they keep referencing <laughs> other network shows, and, and that I think is so great. Like they didn't do it just once. You know, they did it with they because you know times, the, Fresh, I guess. the Fresh Prince one would be that's that's funny enough. But no, he just lays into and in one joke he lays into three different shows. <laughs>
6: Which he set was. a bug bed under open. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine this?
5: I was over here picturing Naked Twister with the Golden Girls, but
4: <laughs> you can still do with one of them.
6: <laughs> it's tough because what, what, what were they what were they going for with this? Because I always looked at um, Married with Children* as kind of like the badass show, right? Like yeah. the show that's very edgy and stuff like that. But then you're going. Out their other networks Right. in particular, like with the Fresh person of Bel-Air, uh, people on other networks, and then, like, that, like that's a straight-up fat joke right there, um, and directed at a real-life person. This isn't like a, a made-up character that comes in our shoe store now, or, right. you know, um, something like that. So, it's very risky, and I can see why I thought of Married with Children the way I did. I think it was pretty accurate, where they were pretty ballsy, man, and, you know... That can either work for you or work against you, depending on who it is. I have a feeling that Betty White and the Golden Girls found that funny, but Oprah did not.
4: Oh, I I'd agree with that, and Roseanne does does not find it funny either. I'm sure
6: she doesn't find much funny these days.
4: <laughs> well, her sense of humor is a whole other level. <laughs>
2: yes, I agree.
4: <laughs> so now Bud has a like I said, new hat, starter jacket, Raiders. <laughs> Um, now he comes home with this hot blonde named Jill. She's played by Bobby Phillips.
5: Oh, you mean she wasn't named like Bunny or
4: <laughs> Flopsy or um, Nutter Butter? No, <laughs>
6: hey. I can't believe, I thought you were joking. I was like, oh no, that isn't <laughs>
4: Yeah. She's known for the Gandhi murder in 2019. She's known for that she, in 19. Uh, she's known for Chinese, no, that's, that can't be right, it's not 2019, because this other movie is definitely not 2019, uh, Chinese Hercules, you ever hear of Bolo Ying, the guy who played Chung Li in Bloodsport?
6: Oh, that guy?
4: How can you forget him? She's in that, I guess. Chameleon from 98 and Murder One. Now, uh, by the way, she was nude, so you can look her up if you want to see those, uh. Balloons on I think her. that
5: was like a prerequisite to be a guest on this show. <laughs> you
4: have to have been nude. Yeah. I love how said so. If you want to go
6: see those balloons.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like 23 years old when she did this scene here. Ugh. So she was older than Bud. Now her acting style is very different. I I've never seen anyone act like her. Her delivery is like out of this world. <sighs>
3: This is my temporary crib, babe Thanks for carrying my books Anything to help keep your gun hand free Makes Master B That's Grandmaster B And I don't carry a gun anymore Because I have a new life here in Bel Air I mean Chicago Have I shown you my scar? scare and excite me when you talk like that. (laughs) She just doesn't
4: talk like a person talks. Mm -hmm. It's just so weird. It's like she's... I don't know how to explain her delivery. Mm -hmm. It's almost just bad acting, really. I mean, did you guys notice that it doesn't sound normal? Like, her delivery doesn't necessarily sound like she's talking to someone?
6: Yeah, I, I did. Um... (laughs) but I feel like of all shows to be on in a show like this, you can probably most get away with it. Yeah.
4: Well, they, they, they like her so much. They bring her back.
5: Well, it just reminds me of your average dumb girl delivery. Right. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking of.
4: Right. Yeah. Basically bimbo delivery. Yeah.
5: Right. yeah, Yeah. Okay. Well, she comes back as
4: Kara, in the mystery of Skull Island which has like the most amazing ending of any episode ever. Oh. So, it's actually a great episode. I was Wh- uh, what
6: season is that?
4: I think that's that's 6. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so um we're going to get there. It's episode 14 of season 6. Oh, cool. I remember watching it while I was decorating my Christmas tree last year. <laughs> Cuz I just I put the DVD in and just decorated the tree to the Mary of the children. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so she's she's hot. I like what she looks like. Oh yeah, and again, with the Raiders jersey, I do wonder why it's not like a New York Giants jersey. I mean, he says he's from New York.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, to to me though, that just kind of plays into how much of kind of a poser he is. Like, he really Right, he doesn't he, doesn't, he doesn't know
5: what he's doing. Right. I
4: mean. <laughs> He just sees all the rappers wear that Raider stuff. So he's like, well, that's what I'll do, even though I'm not even repre- representing L.A.
6: Which is so, like, stupid when you think about it, yet so accurate and, re- and like, real life. Right. How many people do you know that, like, you know dress a certain way literally just to be cool, <laughs> you know? That's what he's doing. Yep. <clears throat> so he does this
4: bizarre rap. He picks up the phone and raps to this girl to, to get her into him. Take me.
3: First, do it for me, B. Give me your wrap.
7: <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs>
3: the streets where everyone's meat. Guns in the night put you under a sheet. Can't love no one cause he's on the run. Sleeps in the alleys, wakes by the sun. Listen to the sirens, thinkin' that for me. It's a lonely life for Grandmaster B. Yes, a lonely life for Grandmaster B. Yeah! yeah
4: and what did you guys think of that rap?
6: Uh, it, i mean it was it was kind of lame uh yeah i i I thought it was um like it's so different than it was in the nineties, oh God, I feel like I everyone feel like had the, the 90s, same
5: beat in the nineties like in the in the late eighties and early nineties right. Have you ever noticed that like it, at least on t- whenever anyone was doing uh like a a rap that they weren't actual rappers, but they were.
4: Oh when they were freestyling it was always the same always way.
5: Always the same. Always
6: right. the same. Right. And they do the beatbox before they rap. Yes. Oh. God, that <laughs> was well, so, how does that, that make was any so
5: sense? So bad. That
2: was
4: so bad. My name is Grandmaster B and I'm here with you. We're on the couch. What are we going to do?
6: <laughs> it's so lame but it always starts
5: that. it starts with my name is <laughs> 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 always 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 <laughs> do my potato wrap <laughs> yes
4: the potato wrap do you want to do it in honor of grandmaster b's first appearance
5: <laughs> Baked the fried i like them on the side of my plate with a burger or a steak dip them in ketchup or even mayo and those are the ways I love
6: my potatoes
4: oh <laughs> you should rap battle B for that and see oh. who's better you or him
6: Wow! somebody get her a star capital raiders jacket
4: oh. <laughs> the only thing she didn't do was the beatbox in the beginning <laughs>
6: eat my
4: potatoes eat my potato.
6: Wow. <laughs> so, so by the way, this boy. is nothing compared to what we did on our other show back in the day. Like, this is so subdued.
5: I just did my fat boys.
6: You <laughs> Oh, you did? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, well this girl he totally wins her over with this they start making out on the couch which is so awesome for him to get a chick like that i mean this worked right away yeah you know this really worked i mean i'm tempted to do this but i'm already married so <laughs> you may
3: take me thank you <laughs> no problem <gasps> <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: My little man is getting his first kiss Uh,
7: You're the coolest, Grandma B
3: That's Grandmaster B Look, babe I think I'm gonna have to rat my way out of the rent now You you go on home and wait by the phone Because if I call and you're not there You go to the bottom of the list what did I tell you to? I am Grandmaster B. Grandmaster B. Mommy, I'm cool. You're ruining it for me. I'm cool. Peg
4: says, like, how can you possibly embarrass somebody the way Peg did? They did the same exact kind of joke in I don't know if it was part 1 or 2 of Poppy's by the tree where Bud was with a girl and they came over and they embarrassed the crap out of him. And I really don't like that joke for this show, and particularly these parents, because that's something like Leave It to Beaver's parents or the Cosby's parents or like The Wonder Years' parents to do. Like Alan Peg are cool and they're supposed to be down. So I don't understand how those particular personalities would be so naive as to do something like this. They should just be they should just be cool. And get it, and like the you know like the way Al when Bud says could I have money, and he says look what I have over here, and Al goes she's a tramp, and then he gave Bud the money and gave him five or whatever. Like that's that's what they would do, not this kind of stuff. And and that I just always find odd when they cram that in. Yeah, it's the classic, typical joke, but Alan Pegg should be above that.
6: Okay, here's my thing though. I put all of that on Bud. How is Bud that dumb to believe that they're not going to come down and embarrass him? Yeah, wh- he just That's assumes.
4: True. Like I-, I told you guys not to. Like, there? like,
6: yeah, stop bringing girls there. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, he tries to do it differently at the end.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does the right thing. Yep. So leading to that, though, Al found something he's very excited about.
0: Hey. Guess what I found in the attic? It's something of my father's that served him well for 20 years. And now will serve me for the rest of my life.
1: A pair of socks?
0: (laughs) Bud, what do you think I found? If it's a rubber woman, Dad, I can explain.
3: (laughs) You send away for one Archie comic, and the next thing you know, they put you on a list, and (laughs) they
4: Bud inadvertently admits to having a rubber woman. So this is the first mention of ISIS. <laughs> yeah, which obviously everybody thinks is bizarre now,
6: ISIS. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that yeah, that is. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Both both blow things up. Okay. Well, <laughs>
4: and, <laughs> and someone also said, uh, is Bud a terrorist? Because I know he was definitely an ISIS.
6: Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. That joke's better than mine.
4: <laughs> They're both <laughs> So that, like, like, a lot of stuff's happening, you know? This is, like, a good time of the show. Yep. So, so Al found his father's hammer.
0: This hammer has been in my family for generations. With this, my father hit the now-famous Bundy nail. And upon that nail, he did hang his hat.
2: E-I-E-I-O. <laughs>
0: my dad had one great dream. And that dream was handed down from generation to generation of male Bundys. To build their own room and live separately from their wives. <laughs> Sadly, they all failed.
1: No, genetically, they all failed. <laughs> Will not be, I'm going to do it.
4: They dreamed of having a man cave, and they all failed. <laughs> uh, Peg and Marcy didn't think he could do it.
0: Look, Dad, I'm building my own room. <laughs> I'll dedicate the first nail to you. (laughs) Dead cheap sheetrock! I can't
6: believe you're going to let
1: that moron move out of your room. Marcy, you're assuming he can actually do this. You know the Bundy legacy. What they don't finish in 30 seconds, they never finish. (laughs) Besides... You know, it's important to let your man fail in front of your eyes. It's a great thing to see. You know the fun we have watching them fail at sex?
2: Do <laughs>
3: Like when you say, It's okay, honey. I'm sure it happens to all men. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Or, or when you say... It's okay, honey. You're probably just tired and unsure of your manhood.
3: It's okay. We can just lay here and hold each other.
7: That's just as good.
4: And in only one week, Al is done. Yeah. Now, we all saw his garage before. Right. It was really nothing.
7: Ah! (laughs) Mom, do you think he's actually doing something in there? Ugh.
1: Honey, must I remind you of his family tree? Do we not remember Amadeus Bundy, who, when Alexander Graham Bell patented the telephone, tried to patent shouting as a cheaper alternative? <laughs> oh. Oh, or how about Wrong Way Bundy, the original inventor of the shotgun, mm. only never quite perfected which way to point it? <laughs> we later called him Headless Bundy. <laughs>
3: Mom, Dad's not like the others. He sells shoes.
0: <laughs> it's done. Now come in and take your first and last look.
1: All right, now kids. Daddy has worked very, very hard at this and it means a lot to him. So nobody laugh until I do. <laughs> <gasps>
4: It's this whole thing, carpet and everything.
6: I think that just the whole man cave thing, this is before that that phrase was was coined, right? So they call it the clubhouse, which I love how now it's like a thing. Like everyone has like their man cave now. Um, and I love how this is just like an early version of that. But when Al is doing it and it was like, I can't get the nails in straight, you know?
4: Right,
6: yeah. Um. So that kind of – for some reason, I always – Because they kind of portray Al as, like, this man's man. You you just kind of assume that he's good at, like, handyman kind of stuff. Um, But then, obviously, you think back to, like, you know, like, I thought back to the bathroom, you know? Right. And, he and made his like own bathroom, yeah. So, but, but, like, and then I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, like, this is going to be, like, a disaster. And then, yeah, like, and then they, they cut to it, and it's it's dope. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, I loved it. And I was like, oh uh, okay, like, I don't know if I necessarily buy that. Like, I, I guess... You know, if you're going to go in line with what they just said earlier, how he couldn't even get a nail in straight, you think of him more like a uh, Tim the Two Man Taylor than anything. Like a man's man, yes, but like just incapable of constructing anything. Yeah. It's just the failure thing. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You
4: know? Yeah. Well, Al Bundy is like the most fascinating character because no matter how goofy or dumb or boneheaded or whatever. Right. He has this instant way of being cool, like and a man's man, like in, like literally. Uh, a good example is like is g- getting killed in the ring by Big Bad Mama in Las Vegas, <laughs> and you know it's all goofy, you know the whole thing. And then <laughs> all Al has to do is step back and go, "Okay, I see what I see what you, you're made of," and he's like, "Let's rock." And Not, all of a right. sudden, the whole crowd roars. Now it's all serious, and we all completely buy into this as if Al really will do it this time. Now
5: I just yep. think it's so hot when he says that,
4: right? Because he he says it where okay, let's cut the nonsense. This, you know, it was all fun and games, but now you know, badass Al is back. Right? There's no questioning him at all. Right, and that is. A sign of a a very interesting character that he could do anything but as soon as he says that it's all back to normal and he's the (laughs) coolest character who ever existed
5: even when i hear the intro to our show i'm like that's hot him saying that
4: at the beginning of our show literally gets me in the mood if like if not that i listen to my own show but if i did because i when i do the production i hear that you know all every
6: week I I also think that it's because it's the exact opposite of um, a lot of what the show is, which is just Al being beaten down. And then so when he comes back with... He'll just come back with a with a fire joke against Marcy or he'll say, let's rock and stuff like that. And and he backs it up. You know, that's what gives it its its oomph, so to speak, you know, Mm -hmm. because we're all rooting for him. And, you know, if it was if it was one of those things that was overused, it'd be completely different. Like. But it's not, it's kind of rare, and and it's like, all right, like, stop messing around. Like, it's time to bring the heat now. And that's exciting. It's exciting to watch, especially for a character that you're rooting for, that you've been rooting for for years now.
4: It's amazing. even Even if he says, let's rock, he could say that, and then the next scene is him getting knocked across the room, you know, and it's like a dummy <laughs> flying into a wall. And it doesn't matter, because next time he says it again, we're going to believe it again. Right. <laughs> the man cave, it looks great. It has the faux brick wall, the wood paneling, ceiling fan, entertainment setup with eight tracks and records. He has a wet bar. He has a couple chairs, small TV though, uh, dark green teal carpeting, dartboard, board, air conditioning, neon light that says Al's Brew. <clears throat> it's kind of sad what happens in five hours from now, but...
6: Uh, In his own hands, by his own
5: hands. <laughs> I can't even with that. I just it it breaks my heart.
4: Yeah, it does. It really does. But for now, it's nice. He's there.
1: Wow, Al! You did all this with just a hammer?
0: Not just a hammer, Peg.
1: <laughs>
0: Dad's hammer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not really thinking about moving away from me and the baby. Thinking I've attacked at it.
0: <laughs> Be gone, Jackals!
6: <laughs> He's so happy.
4: And when he locks the door, there's like four locks, and there's even like a combination thing. <laughs> like, what happens if he has to get out of there in a hurry? <laughs>
5: right. He can open the wall.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah, the garage. <laughs> Um, and that door with the moon cutout in it, that looked cool. I think, I guess that's where his bathroom is now.
5: Yeah, I like, like, the vinyl padding. I thought it looked cool. Reminded me of, like, a bar.
4: Right? Mm Mm-hmm. The whole thing was really nice. It's obviously dated. You couldn't have a man cave like that now.
6: When he hit that button, though, and the garage door opened, I thought that was the most badass thing ever. (laughs) Ha ha ha. That was so cool. Like, like, goals. Yep. And so, yeah, he hits
4: it. Jefferson comes in, and it's it's kind of like that Bashful, hey, "Hey Al, I I uh I want to move in with you." Kind of walk, yep. You know,
3: Hi Al, please Al, let me stay with you. I'm afraid of Marcy; she wants sex all the time. I mean, having sex with your pregnant wife is it's like well, it's like putting gas in the tank of a car you've already wrecked. <laughs>
6: Tell
4: me that was not Jefferson's best line to date.
3: Oh
6: my god, I died. I rewound it, bro. I rewound it. I was like, D- wait, what? Like, I was laughing hysterically for like five minutes after that I missed like the rest of the episode, so I had to rewind it. Sometimes it
4: astounds me that the women on this show have that good of a sense of humor that <laughs> they're willing to be on a show like this. <laughs>
6: Like a car that you are like I thought they were they were gonna say something, yes, but a car you already wrecked like.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable.
2: Good
6: lord. And this is nineteen
4: ninety
6: one. Oh my god.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even that that was the greatest line Jefferson has ever said so far.
6: Yep. <laughs>
0: well, thank God mine pulls into self-service. <laughs>
3: Al, I'm begging you. I mean, you remember what it was like when you first got married? Sex wasn't enough. They also want, God help me, foreplay.
2: Now, now,
0: now, hell's here. Make it easy now, big fella. Save me. All right, but just one night. And on one condition. What? It's just you and me, and you don't tell one single guy about this place. I swear.
4: And the very next flip of the screen is, like, eight other guys.
5: I won't tell anybody else. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're all in there messing the place up. You got Norris with the long blonde hair now, who's just total uh, such a buffoon at this point. Oh, yeah. You know, Al, I don't know why he's not having a good time. I suppose he just wants complete solitude.
5: Right. So that's the only reason he's not? Yeah, yeah. he just wants to chill. Like, he doesn't want to have to entertain or hang out with people. He just wants to, he wants his quiet.
4: Right. I always like when there's a lot of people in my man cave. It's always a good time, but I guess I'm not in the mindset he is right now.
6: Yeah, I have no problem kicking people out of my house at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, when it comes to be that hour and I'm, like, ready to yeah. go to sleep. Yeah, and I'm like, like, all right, well, it's getting late, so. Right.
5: Yeah, I'm I'll... always like, well, I guess I should go to bed so you can go, go home.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe I wasn't being clear when I said tell no one.
3: Oh, come on, Al, it's
0: okay. We're just
3: having some good, clean, normal guy fun. Over. Come on, pull my finger. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: I thought I ran with a cool pack in high school yeah. Hey, Al, do you mind if we turn out the lights And tell some really scary stories? Oh, gee, I don't know I, I thought we'd strip down to our underwear And sing Puff the Magic Dragon <laughs>
3: uh, My underwear's got a hole in it
0: Well, then maybe you could play the guitar <laughs> What's wrong with you idiots? Don't you realize in any second The women are going to come pouring through that door? Don't you know they can sense a man smiling a mile away? Oh,
3: Al, don't, don't worry about it I had all the guys promise that they wouldn't tell anyone, right, guys? We
4: We swear! swear. Flip to Marcy and all of the pregnant wives packed in. Yeah, no,
5: not going to happen. Right? I don't know, but it made me mad. And it made me mad that he let it happen.
6: (laughs) Jamie, you know what's funny about it? When I watched that, I was like, I'll bet you Jamie would be mad at that, too. (laughs) And you were? Uh I was yeah, man, I was yeah. angry. I was just like, "What are you doing? And how are
5: you letting this happen?" And I would jack her up so fast.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like here's the weird thing though. It's not like this room is an actual secret. Like right. You know Peg's going to uh, Actually Marcy knows about it already. Mhm. So the guys saying anything has no real bearing on this. Like M- Marcy if she wasn't told by Jefferson or these other guys' wives or whatever, like, Marcy would have told these people anyway. Right. Once Peg said, yeah, it's done or right. something, you know? So the only thing that was told to Marcy is that it, the room is done, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and so I
3: mean that this room shall be our clubhouse for our newly formed ladies' group,
7: WOM, which stands for Women O' Men Bupkus. <laughs>
4: Marcy's, uh, she has this group called Woom Women owe men Dick Buckus or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Buckus. They don't owe men Buckus. <laughs> I don't know. Now, the Bundys inadvertently did this to themselves probably years ago. In whose room is it anyway? If they were willing to let Steve and Marcy build that sitting room they wanted to build, Marcy may have gone there. Instead of taking over Al's garage in this episode. But, uh, that's for a nerd to decide. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the real fez. How, why are they all pregnant? What is this? What are we doing here? <laughs> why would all of their friends be pregnant?
5: Well, maybe they met them through, like, baby groups or something. They're both really, really heavy into their pregnancies. All right. Um. And Marcy, Marcy even went to the um, the Baby Expo thing or whatever. Right. So yeah. maybe that's
6: how they met. Oh, that's it. Okay. You know what? There you go. I buy it.
4: Yep. Yep. I was going to say, if it, it just happened to be all their friends who just all happened, like, then it's stupid. Right? <laughs> huh. Well, this is Womb. Uh, Marcy eventually forms Fang, Feminist Against Neanderthal Guys. So that's down the road. But right now, this is Womb. I don't want anybody to get confused.
6: Mark's is the worst.
7: All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? D-O. D-O.
3: Motion carried. Now, ladies, are there any complaints that we'd like to share? I got hemorrhoids.
7: <laughs> I've got varicose veins. Well, I've got an itch my husband refuses to scratch. <laughs> Excuse me. Where do we go when we're feeling emotional?
2: This
4: lady says, who is Al Bundy's real-life wife, Ed O'Neill's real-life wife, she says, when women feel emotional, where where should they go? And Marcy suggests they use Al's bathroom from the sea's, you know, a dump of my own. Yep. I just can't, I just can't believe this. And Al, that's where he draws the line. The nerve. Yeah, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. They could have his room, but not that bathroom,
0: I guess.
3: Right. We can use Al's bathroom. <laughs>
2: Thou
0: shalt not insult my bull with pregnant heinies.
3: Where are you going, Al? Ladies,
0: and by that I mean you guys, I'm going to tear this room asunder. It is evil. It has been tainted. woman. It
2: must be destroyed
0: Keep the gates open dad I got a busload coming for you Go for
6: us How sad Five hours Why didn't they though um, When he's talking to his dad They should have just used um, His own voice You know Oh yeah. Like I don't I didn't understand that cuz when the voice comes in I'm like, "Oh man, that would have See, that would have been a callback that would have been gratifying just because it's a callback to a previous season, but also it would have been easy for them to do. Like he's right there. Like just do a voiceover." <laughs> Yeah, the
4: Miss October episode. Like yeah, I
6: don't. Yeah, like they didn't even need to like you know like have him dress up again. Like it's his voice. Like just have him do a voiceover. I don't well, know. here's
4: the thing. I think that the reason they didn't do it is because it's easier to differentiate when he is dressed up and you're looking at him. Talk to Al. True. It would be weird if Al was just hearing Al.
6: Yeah, you're right. But then again, we knew that it was his dad's hammer. So, like, it's kind of assumed that he's talking to his dad. And I think he actually references it even in the moment. So, I don't know. Yeah.
4: No, I see what you're saying. But I'm just saying I'm trying to do the logic of why I think they didn't do it.
6: (laughs) The logic of married with Children.
4: (laughs) They should have had Al dress up as that again with the gray hair and just had, like, a little cloudy circle above Al, you know? Right, 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 right. Him doing that, yeah. I agree. Yep. So, Al collapses the load bearing beams <laughs> and then, there's a pretty good little stunt where the two beams collapsed right above him but didn't kill him <laughs> thank yes. god
5: that was so uh samson in the temple from the bible
4: oh okay yeah. <laughs> trust me we don't know that you're talking to the wrong guys <laughs> So then Al start then you know when things like this happen I really try to focus because you're supposed to just be all like taken in by the chaos but I really try to focus on what everyone's really doing and yeah. Al's just like tearing down his A track shelves. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> why would he? Say, like I get why he's doing it, but that was like hard to watch. I'm like, no,
5: no, it really, it really was. I was so angry. I'm like, no, do not, do not do this. Just throw them out, Al. Right?
6: Yeah, just don't let them in. Like, if I can't have it, nobody can have it. Like, no, dude, just save it.
4: Right. It's just so sad.
1: Well, for this special baby meeting, we'd like to welcome Daddy back. A man who kept his garage up for five hours, which is four hours longer than he could keep his zipper up.
0: Let the record show that the chairperson shares not only the wit, but also the body of Buddy
7: Hackett.
0: Duly noted. Let it further show that Daddy also discovered an important thing today. The true legacy of Dad's hammer is failure. Dad failed with it, I failed with it, and every male Bundy who comes after me will fail with it. And speaking of failure, where's the other male Bundy?
7: You mean the Bushwhacker? <laughs>
1: No, it's the Burgermeister.
0: <laughs> no, it's the Buckminster. What is the difference? Where's the little Boyle?
4: Bud is with a chick now in the trashed man cave. It's kind of cool to be in a trashed uh, man cave anyway, in a weird way for what he's doing, and to have a chick there and just bring her anywhere, you know?
3: Where'd you get this scar? Was it in Desert Storm? <laughs> Well, I had my own little desert storm, baby, in the streets of New York. (laughs) Yep. We're the warriors who don't get the ticker tape parades. Oh, Grand Flasher. (laughs) That's Grandmaster. Now, kiss me before I do.
4: (laughs) Then Al's dad's hammer is hung up above his head for some reason and it falls and hits Bud in the head when he's right about to get things going with uh, this chick. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Dustbuster,
3: Dustbuster, are you okay? Shut up, I'm dying, you buffoon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mommy! Mommy!
4: right in front of the girl like he doesn't even care about the image anymore he's had enough after getting hit in the head with a hammer (laughs) (laughs) but her saying dustbars is like how many different versions of his name can you put in one episode it's fascinating and that's and Bud could have sealed the deal with a hot chick but again it's failure (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah she's gone forever i suppose and she comes back as uh, the other chick in the other episode so
2: yep
7: no ma'am we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review be sure to join their facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates be sure to subscribe to them on the apple podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode.
4: All right, even though it really had a minor role in this episode, it was the first, and it's a marking of this period of the show, so how many Hail Babies out of five are you giving If Al Had a Hammer? Jamie.
5: I am giving this episode five Hail Babies. Oh, I absolutely love it. I think it's hilarious. You can't have... You couldn't have had more fun with his name if you tried, which was just brilliant. And that wasn't even the point of this episode. You know, we had so many other things going on this episode. I mean, the whole point was Al's room. Um, But to me, the standout thing was the whole Grandmaster B
7: thing. And it
5: just was so... And it Yeah, and it has become so classic and so iconic. I love it. I... I mean, it does. I am heartbroken for Al, and that that makes me very sad. But he did have a moment of glory, at least. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, this is this is a really, really, really funny episode. I enjoy it a lot.
4: Yeah, five out of five. Hail babies! All right, Dan, how many f- hail babies are you giving this episode out of five?
6: Hail baby, hail baby, hail baby, hail baby, hail baby. Five. Um. This episode was fantastic, and I feel your pain, Jamie. I think when Al isn't self-sabotaging himself (laughs) we always feel extra bad for him um and especially when he tries to just you know carve out a little niche for himself um it's extra heartbreaking uh with that said uh the grandmaster b all the jokes that came from that and then you know the the running joke of you know messing up the name i thought was brilliant um (laughs) like i liked kelly's too like it's just all the jokes were spaced out evenly uh, throughout everyone in this episode, too, I thought. And um, and I just loved it. I loved everything about this episode. Um, yeah, five Hail Babies.
4: Wow. Well, it's a Hall of Famer.
6: Yay. Wow, nice.
4: Yeah, I'm going fives, too, with the Hail Babies Woo! here. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? Right from jump, Kelly writing down... To, don't write this down, pumpkin. You know, straight from that, straight from Bud's announcement of the scholarship and Pega care less. How does that have to do with the baby? Like you instantly go to Grandmaster B, which is a legendary part of Married with Children. Yeah, you you diss all these shows: Fresh Prince, Roseanne, like Jamie said, Oprah, Golden Girls. You got the Raider jacket, the glasses. You got this hot chick that Bud's hooking up with. You get uh, Al excited, and he's going to do a new venture that we all love when he does things like that. And he makes this beautiful for that time and for that person. Right. Uh, Man Cave, which is so cool. You feel so happy for Al. It looks great. Everyone's impressed. It's almost as if... They didn't show the cast that room and when they walked in their natural reactions were going to be on their face cuz when you look at Kelly you could see a genuine reaction. Right. So I wonder if that's what they did with them. Um Yep.
5: That'd be really fun. That's a good that would be a good idea.
4: Yeah. Right? Yes. They they do that with certain movies or shows when they really want that and I think they got it here. Mm-hmm.
6: And in terms of um, jumping the shark, man, I I still feel like – obviously, we just rated this uh, five out of five, but – Man, I feel like we're still in the golden years and nothing about this, especially in the context of Married with Children, it doesn't feel like it jumped the shark at all. I feel like this is – like we're just flowing now and now they're really having fun with it. So um, I don't don't think that um, the show at this point in the game has declined at all, even with the baby stuff. I don't
4: either. Me neither. Like I said, I thought I would hate it. But now looking at a further close examination, I don't think there's anything wrong with these first three episodes.
6: Right.
4: At all. Yeah. Um, then Jefferson wanting to move in, dropping the greatest line thus far. <laughs> it's so good. About the wrecked car. Uh, and then just the whole – I mean it's 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 hard to watch, but it's still – extravagant seemingly uh extravagant episode to watch al destroy this thing and how it all happened and just the ending and the capper bud getting hit with the hammer (laughs) it just (laughs) right to the end man uh just a great great episode
5: yep also as a side note uh i would like to mention that i think we should dedicate this episode to king kong bundy yes yeah Um, And I know that seems to come out of nowhere, but uh, uh, he just recently died this week as as we are recording this episode. I think it only fitting that we should do that. Yeah. King Kong Bundy
4: was the namesake of this entire show. Yeah. We talked about Luke Perry, who is well-deserved of a, a sign off on our show. King Kong Bundy, real name Christopher Allen. Pallius, P-A-L-L-I-E-S, born November 7th, 57, died March 4th, same day as Luke Perry. Just later in the day, that's why we didn't mention it on the last show, much later in the day, too late for us to hear about, at age 61, he was nine years older than Luke Perry, how crazy. Like, everyone's just going so quick.
5: That's true. But, I, I do feel like, it's like every time I turn around
4: this year oh this year it's bad
5: someone else is dying and i'm like oh my goodness
4: and people like to attack people for caring about celebrity deaths and they get all bent out of shape they're like well who cares you know uh you don't even know these people how can you say you miss them they haven't been in your life besides that thing you watched or whatever and it's like what does that even mean if they're here or not it's not that we're like we're star effers or anything it's just that sometimes a character or actor just spoke to you in a way that most don't like think about it we've all watched hundreds upon hundreds of actors and thousands you know and movies and blah blah and it's it's very few and far between that someone speaks to you on such a level and when they do and you hear they die Whether or not you hung out with them, what does that mean?
5: I had a mild heart attack a couple days ago, the like day before yesterday. Because you did? Yeah. Well, no, not not literally. Oh, not literally. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm okay.
4: I was like, "Wow, you came on the show."
5: (laughs) No, I'm okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We were on YouTube. We just kept having all these Stephen King videos come up on YouTube, and I was like. I was like, what the hell? Did he die? Like, why is why is everyone talking about Stephen King all of a sudden? And Brian's like, no, 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 these are in the recommended. And I'm like, oh, oh, thank God. Like, I thought it was in our subscriptions and it was just all new videos. And no, it was just, he was on the recommended page. And so okay. <laughs> it was just because we had recently watched an interview with Stephen King. And so they just were all the Stephen King stuff was popping up. But it scared me because I'm like, oh, my God, did he die? <laughs> <laughs> Now he's all right,
4: and yeah, I get what you're saying because you were so kind of devastated and broken up about Luke Perry that you really didn't even say anything when we were talking about Luke Perry last week. I
5: mean, he was older than me because he was, you know, the classic example of the old actor playing a teenager. Like that was that was the big joke back when. Yeah, he, he was, was like 26 playing a probably 16 year old. Everyone, you know, joked about his receding hairline and everything when he was in high school. And I mean, it was it was that was a thing. But in he was only 52, which is not old. It's it's not. So even though he's older than me, I s- still always think of him as my age. Hmm. And it it was shocking. First of all, it was shocking to hear that he had such a massive stroke. And then that he was in this induced coma and all of this and but it never crossed my mind that he would die. You know, I've known people that have had strokes and they recover. Yeah. So I never thought I was thinking, you know, well, he's still young, he'll be fine. So then when he just suddenly died, it was a shock. It was a it, it was a huge shock because I was just like, oh my oh my god, he's... He's gone.
4: Speechless. And it
5: makes you think about your own mortality, too. You know,
4: 50 is not I'll I'll be his age in 13 years.
5: You could just be living your life and then one day you're not there anymore. And it makes me think about, you know, the people that I care about, too.
4: Yeah, it's just it, it just comes out of nowhere. This King Kong Bundy thing. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. I had the privilege of meeting him in late October of 2017. I posted the picture of me and him, shaking hands. He's giving the thumbs up. I'm pointing to him. He was a really cool guy. He really was. When I met him, he was very down to earth. There was no BS with the guy. He, he just talked straight up the whole time I was with him. And he just created so many memories. He knew where he was in life. He knew that... He went from WrestleMania three to dropping an elbow on a midget, you know, in front of ninety three thousand people, to wrestling probably in in like gymnasiums at school, you know. And he knew the reality of life. He knew that we all have a shelf life. We went in depth on him to some degree on uh, my birthday of two thousand seventeen, my uh, on my thirty eighth birthday. When we released episode 35 of the Married with Children podcast, all in the family where Peg's family came to visit. He was Uncle Irwin. And then he he came back on Merrywood Children in season 10, episode 7, where he plays himself and Bud has to get a picture with him to get into No Man and he wrestles and everything. He's really King Kong Bundy. It's just great. That the guy, the namesake of the show, because the creators based everything off uh, wrestling. The Bundys was King Kong Bundy, and the Rhodes, Steve Rhodes and Marcy Rhodes, was uh, Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler. Jeffers Darcy, no, it's not a wrestler. <laughs> so they didn't, <laughs> they didn't keep on going with it. But rest in peace, man. Great guy, great icon of the '80s, '90s. It's just so sad. Uh, but we definitely wanted to mention it we know we didn't mention it last week because it was just like I said it happened after we wrapped up but definitely pay tribute and this show is definitely dedicated like Jamie said to King Kong Bundy <clears throat> tune in next week while we cover cheese cues and blood Al discovers that Kelly is making money the old-fashioned way hustling pool players.